0: Ask the Experts right here on Talk 1370. I'm your host, Matt Alvarez, and this is a show about your health, your life, and much more with our rotating cast of experts. To catch up on all of our past episodes, you can visit our website, talk1370.com experts. And of course, if you have a question for any of our experts, you can email us, asktheexperts at talk1370.com. Today's returning guest is Dr. Bhavesh Bhakta. Dr. Bokta is here with the Central Texas Implant Center. Uh, This is his second time on the program. Of course, if you want to get a hold of Dr. Bokta and his team, you can visit their website, centraltexasimplants.com. Dr. Bokta, welcome back to the program. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, Would you let our listeners know what a dental implant specialist is?
1: Sure. Uh, In the state of Texas and several other states, um, a dental specialist or a dental implant specialist is someone who's been through a, a rigorous examination process uh, set up by the Board of uh, American Board of Oral Implantology, um, and it basically recognizes that this doctor is a little bit more experienced and knowledgeable in implants um, from start to finish, and not just in one specific field or the other uh, in terms of uh, surgery or in terms of rest, restoring dental implants. Um, with that said, they're also a little bit more experienced in terms of... Uh, uh, sorry. Let me start that over. Sure. Uh, they're, uh, they're, they are they they have not just taken uh, several uh, weekend courses, if you will. They're uh, they've done this for quite some time, um, and then they've built up cases to present uh, in order to uh, get board certified. And so uh, you can rest assured that uh, the specialist, uh, if they're board certified, uh, can handle uh, pretty much a wide range of cases that come into their
0: offices. And you yourself, you're a dental implant specialist, correct? Correct. I'm
1: one of two uh, board certified implant specialists in the Austin area.
0: And so what separates you from a dentist?
1: A general dentist does a wide variety of procedures, um, whereas myself, I've been focused in on just doing dental implant procedures uh, ever since I graduated dental school. Um, so for the past 10 years, I've done nothing but place implants and restore implants.
0: You put in all those hours and uh, and time into it. Correct. And so, for our listeners, I would like to know, why would patients see an implant specialist? Can't they get their dentist to do the same kind of work?
1: They certainly can. There are there are plenty of capable general dentists uh, who are able to place and restore their own dental implants. Um, there are certain cases, however, where if a dentist may not feel comfortable enough to do everything uh, on their own, then they can certainly refer that out to someone who is a little bit more experienced or capable of doing those types of cases. And that's where the dental implant specialist may come into play. Um, By no means is it uh, illegal or wrong for a general dentist to place their own implants or even restore implants. So I would say as long as they're comfortable or incapable of doing uh, cases on their own, uh, I don't have any issues with
0: general dentists doing that as well. Would you do any regular dental work yourself or you prefer not to do that? I have
1: not. uh, I prefer to stick to uh, surgery and implants. That's pretty much all I like to do. Um, I have no desire to go back and to do general dentistry or the wide variety of procedures that are available in general dentistry.
0: But if you see something, you do say something, though, right?
1: Correct. Okay. Yes, yes. I'll. I have. I work. That's the beauty of my practice is I work inside of another general dental office. And so if I see anything that uh, they may have missed or that I see that is not something that I would treat, I can certainly let the patient know, you know, we have another general dentist in-house that can definitely treat all these other issues.
0: That's a nice level of comfort for your patients. Absolutely.
1: They seem to like that.
0: And so what is a dental implant? What specifically is that?
1: A dental implant is basically um, a metal fixture or made out of titanium that is placed into your jaw bone that mimics the root of a natural tooth. And so once that implant has a chance to fuse or heal with the bone around it, you can then put a tooth on top of it and it will function like a natural tooth used to be. Uh, or like your natural tooth used to be there.
0: And so how should people select an implant dentist? Uh, they
1: should do their research just like they do with any uh, surgeon uh, doing uh, any type of surgery, uh, whether it be major surgery or uh, outpatient uh, surgery. Uh, just make sure that they have a pretty extensive knowledge in implants and they have a pretty good experience, uh, meaning they've placed enough and restored enough uh, to your liking, um, whether that may be, you know, 20 30 40 50 100 cases whatever it may be as long as you feel comfortable with that with that doctor I would say uh, that's the major part of doing homework these days is to not only do your research on the doctor but then talk to the doctor and see if you're able to find trust with just uh, just initial consultation wise Uh, and if you feel like that's the right type of doctor for you then by all means, I I would say go for it. But if you feel any reluctance or if you feel any hesitation in terms of their uh, chairside manner or experience or even just knowledge on the dental implants, then you may want to search for someone that either has more experience or knowledge in that field.
0: Are all dentists board certified?
1: No. uh, All general dentists, when they graduate, uh, pretty much have uh, a non-existent level of implant uh, experience. In most dental schools, uh, at least when I was in dental school, it was not a procedure that was taught to the undergraduate or the the graduating dentist. It was a, a procedure that was reserved mostly for the specialist in training at the schools. And so, um, as a general dentist graduating from dental school, very few have any experience in implants, let alone experience placing them. So it's something that I've pursued ever since I graduated by taking extensive courses and um, uh, hands-on experience that has allowed me to build up uh, my experience over the last 10 years to where I was able to get board certified with the American Board of Oral Implantology.
0: And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ask the Experts right here on Talk 1370. We're sitting down with Dr. Bhavesh Bhakta with the Central Texas Implant Center. If anything that we've spoken about so far piques your interest and you'd like to get a hold of Dr. Bhakta and his team, you can reach them at 512-456-9041. Or you can check out their website, centraltexasimplants.com. Uh, Dr. Bhakta, would you let our listeners know what periodontal disease is?
1: Yeah, periodontal disease is gum disease that has pretty much eroded away a lot of the gums and bones that surround your natural teeth and the problem with the periodontal disease is that in severe cases the teeth are no longer uh, savable and they have to be extracted at that point and that leaves a patient with a limited amount of choices in terms of being able to get functionality back meaning they either have to deal with a denture that's not very comfortable or they have to then start thinking about implant options um, to deal with getting teeth back that are more functional and so the main cause of us having to put implants in is usually periodontal disease.
0: Is this a, a disease that that's out of someone's control that they inherit? There's a
1: hereditary component to it, certainly, but it's not all genetic. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of it uh, has to do with hygiene as well as a genetic component to it. Um, and so uh, if you treat it early enough and you're able to stabilize it, it should not progress to where you have to have the teeth extracted, ultimately but there are a lot of cases where they catch it too late or they don't keep control uh, of it very well. And so the disease tends to progress and then the teeth ultimately have to
0: come out. Mm-hmm. Dr. Bakta, we have a few minutes before our first break. Would you mind letting our listeners know some of your most gratifying cases?
1: Yeah, uh, the I could say the most gratifying cases are the ones where we definitely have to do either a full mouth or a full arch of teeth um, and we usually accomplish that in one day. So most patients that come in who have been wearing you know dentures for at least 5 to 10 years, let's say, they're able to get a fixed set of teeth in about 3 to 4 hours. And then the reaction from those patients when they feel how stable the new set of teeth are, even for them being just temporaries on the day of surgery, the reaction is well worth the time that I've taken to do all of this work. So that to me is the most gratifying experience is to see how a, a patient is changed in just a matter of couple hours in terms of not being able to eat certain things to now feeling confident enough to not having to worry about loose dentures or anything moving around or falling out.
0: Certainly you have impacted a patient's life at that point. Exactly, yeah. And are those within the first few hours, are they temporary or are they permanent?
1: They're They are permanent in the sense that the patient can't take them in and out. But the teeth are meant to act as temporary teeth uh, while the implants heal. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I let the patients know they need to maintain a soft diet for a period of time, give the implants a chance to heal. But all we are doing is giving them a set of teeth that they don't have to worry about moving around or coming in or out um, that will stay permanently in place.
0: And would you say that uh, dental implants are successful? And how do you attribute that success?
1: Absolutely. The studies uh, are, well, uh, are they're well studied, and the, all the studies have pointed to success rates in the high 90s for implants. And so as long as you follow the proper protocols and uh, you know what you're doing and how to place them properly and restore them properly, then the success rates are usually a lifetime. Um, and so there's patients who have, had implants placed in their 20s and they still have them well into you know their 80s or 90s and there and there's patients who uh get them in their 80s or 90s and wish they had have done way way Mm -hmm. sooner and so i would say that for today's dental technology if you will that's the latest and greatest that we have other than regrowing teeth which we're not capable of doing yet so yeah, not at this stage. Not, not at the clinical st- not where I can give that to a patient.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah no. absolutely. Well, uh, Dr. Bokta, it's time for our first break. We're going to step aside for a few moments, and uh, we'll be right back with more Ask the Experts right here on Talk 1370. Don't go anywhere. Talk
1: 1370.
0: You're tuned in to Ask the Experts right here on Talk 1370. We're sitting down with Dr. Bhavesh Bhakta with the Central Texas Implant Center. Dr. Bhakta, I understand that you're the first dentist in the Austin area to get Medicare to cover a portion of the implant surgeries in your practice. How does that work and how does that help you treat more patients that need implant dentistry?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. You know, uh, this is something that I've been pursuing for the past 10 years at least uh, in terms of getting Medicare uh, reimbursement and what I can tell you is that uh, it's only been successful uh, in the last six months to a year for us and so we finally figured out all the issues that were preventing us from getting reimbursed properly Um, and so now that we are understanding what Medicare requires we're seeing that there are certain cases That will allow us to bill Medicare for a portion of these surgeries and uh, there's different qualifiers for each case but uh, certainly if the parameters are met then we can legally and ethically bill Medicare and they will legally and ethically cover these procedures uh, for the time being if the patient has oral surgery benefits on their plan and so all we can tell patients is that you know if you have a need uh, for either you know teeth being extracted or uh, need for dentures or implants, feel free to give us a call and see if uh, your Medicare plan will help cover some of the cost on uh, doing that type of treatment. Um, the, the way it works in our office is if you call our office with the Medicare plan, we will verify if you have the right oral surgery benefits in place in order for you to get coverage on some of these uh, treatment options that exist. And if so, then we will call you back and then schedule you an appointment to explain to you how it works and what, what's needed and all that sort of stuff. Um, but if you don't have the proper plan, then you can certainly wait till open enrollment comes around for Medicare and get on a particular plan that allows oral surgery benefits. And all of our uh, staff um, will help you be able to guide you into which plans uh, you would need in order to get that accomplished. So uh, it certainly has been a game changer in that uh, it's allowed patients to significantly reduce their out-of-pocket expense um, for at least the surgery side of uh, implant dentistry. Uh, What I can say is Medicare covers things that are medically needed uh, and what's deemed medically necessary. And so uh, usually that involves a surgery where uh, the patient usually has a typical out-of-pocket cost Of around two or three thousand dollars where the Medicare patient if they have the right benefits we've been able to get that down to almost zero uh, or maybe up to a couple hundred bucks in certain cases and that's only when they have a copay that they are legally supposed to pay uh, based on whatever Medicare pays us so uh, what I can say is it significantly allowed us to treat more patients who previously couldn't have afforded uh, this type of dentistry in the past
0: that number, again, to get a hold of the Central Texas Implant Center is 512-456-9041. Dr. Bakta what motivated you and your practice to actually go about the Medicare route?
1: So uh, the, the need for implants or dentures, let's just say without even implants, uh, is increasing. And so the access to someone even being able to get a set of teeth extracted and a new denture made is very limited as most general dentists don't offer that in their practice. And so understanding that uh, if I could help even this subset of patients by utilizing Medicare benefits, then I would be knocking out two birds with one stone, if you will, and making it a lot more accessible for these patients to get the treatment they need in order to get their oral health and overall health
0: back. Which patients are too old to have dental implants or is that such a thing?
1: So there is no patient that's old enough. It's usually that we just have to make sure they're medically fit to go through the surgery portion of it. And usually the older the patient is, the more medications they may be on or the more uh, health history that they may have. But as long as we uh, go through our proper protocols and clear the patient for dental implant surgery, uh, there is no age limit on... uh, uh, on what a patient uh, or how old a patient has to be in order to, to get this. Uh, on the opposite end, uh, we do wait till the patient is old enough uh, to where they've stopped growing, or at least their bones have stopped growing. Uh, usually that means once they're around 18, 19 years old, uh, we're allowed to start placing implants into them, sometimes maybe a little bit younger, um, depending on how uh, quickly they uh, finish growing, if you will.
0: Um, so what if a patient's been told they don't have enough bone for implants? Like they're like not a candidate for implants. What do you tell those patients?
1: Well, I tell those patients that uh, make sure that you've had a CT scan taken and a uh, doctor who can read a CT scan uh, verify that uh, that you don't have enough bone after reading the CT scan. Most two-dimensional pictures or x-rays that are taken in routine general dental offices uh, are not capable of viewing the uh, the bones in three-dimension like a CT scan would, and that is the only true measure of letting a patient know if there is or if there is not a, enough bone uh, in a particular area for a dental implant to be placed. Uh, in our practice, it's our standard of care to use a CT scan on every single implant case, and that's how we plan all of our implant cases uh, before we do anything surgically, is to verify there's enough bone and... Uh, not only enough bone, but in the proper position the tooth needs to be in uh, so that we're not caught off guard or by any or surprised by anything in the middle of a surgery.
0: If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ask the Experts right here on Talk 1370. We're sitting down with Dr. Bavesh Bhakta with the Central Texas Implant Center. And if anything has piqued an interest for you at any time of this show, um, you can get a hold of Dr. Bhakta and his team by calling them at 512-456-9041. Again, that's 512-456-9041, where you can visit their website, centraltexasimplants.com. Dr. Bagda, I've seen ads for Clear Choice all the time. How are you guys different? Sure.
1: Uh, Well, I can tell you right off the bat, uh, I'm not a multi-billion dollar corporation. Uh, And so that's the biggest difference, is that I'm more of a personal... uh, independent mom and pop type of shop, if you will. Um, Clear Choice, I am familiar with their strategy and they promote one procedure and one procedure predominantly and that's the all-on-four. And whether you need it or not, they see only those types of patients and they recommend only those types of treatments. Uh, There hasn't been a week that goes by where I don't get at least two or three consults from Clear Choice telling me how much they hated the experience there. And Mm -hmm. so all I can say is that we don't give out that corporate vibe. We don't give you a one cookie cutter procedure uh, treatment option for everything that we're seeing. Um, I've told all my patients, this is all I do, but this is not all I want to do on you. And so if it's not a right fit, that's why I work out of another general dentist's office. And if they are able to either work with the remaining set of teeth or save the remaining set of teeth, That is my first line of treatment options that I present is to go see the general dentist um, and see if we can at least save or restore the ones that are there. And if not, then my door is still always open to come in and talk about doing implants uh, thereafter. Um, Clear Choice has no intention on saving teeth. Uh, They only see it as let's pull them out and replace it with implants. And so um, that's another big difference between Clear Choice and myself or centers like Clear Choice and myself is that I don't have an agenda to do this procedure on everybody that walks through my door. Um, I've done enough enough of these to know that if you do it on patients that don't need it, you will deal with a lot of headaches afterwards. And that's where I've kind of focused on making sure I don't have to deal with a lot of problems. And so I pick and choose my cases very carefully, whereas Clear Choice wants to do maybe five, six of these every day if they could.
0: Uh, so your patients are not just another number or exactly. you're not meeting a certain quota. Exactly.
1: I have no quota and
0: I have no agenda uh, of what I want to do on these patients. Um, so is there anything new in the world of implants?
1: There's always constantly new technologies coming about. Uh, the trend these days in, in dental implants is always towards digital uh, dentistry. And so uh, what we're seeing more and more is patients being able to come in, you know, take an x-ray, have a A digital scan even done in their mouth where there's no impression material or none of that gooey goopy stuff and pretty much from start to finish we can get everything done digitally on the computer to where we can just schedule you for surgery have a guide ready to go made place the implants set of teeth put on everything is precise calculated ahead of time and uh, it seems to be where it's getting more and more accurate and more and more uh, it makes sense to, for even mm-hmm. dentists to bring that on into their practices uh, to where they don't have to charge the patient more in order to get it done that way. So I, I see it as a, a positive trend towards more digital dentistry uh, is what I would say is the newest and latest and greatest in implant dentistry.
0: We got time for one more question before our second break. Um, are dental implants noticeable? Uh, no,
1: they're not supposed to be. So if they are, then uh, they were probably either done incorrectly or there's been some sort of disease process thereafter that's allowing you to notice a difference. So the, the point of the dental implant itself is that it should never be noticeable because that's inside your bone or Mm -hmm. covered up by your gums. The tooth that goes on top of it should look as natural as possible as well. And so if done properly, um, then you should not be able to notice the difference between a natural tooth and an implant tooth.
0: Again, to get a hold of Dr. Bakta and his team, you can visit their website, centraltexasimplants.com. We're going to step aside for a few minutes for our second break. Don't go anywhere. We have more Ask the Experts coming up right here on Talk 1370. back to ask the experts right here on talk 1370 the show about your health your life and much more with our rotating cast of experts today's guest is dr. Bavesh Bhakta with the central texas implant center dr. Bhakta is explaining everything that you need to know about dental implants dr. Bhakta uh, I have a question for you could I get cavities with uh, my implanted teeth
1: so uh, on implants themselves you cannot get a dental cavity um Cavities are more on natural teeth and roots, um, but you can still get gum disease. And so uh, when I tell patients, if you're going to replace a tooth with an implant, you don't have to worry so much about getting a cavity on the tooth, but we still want to see you to make sure that there's no periodontal disease or gum disease Mm -hmm. that starts around the implant. Um, Because if we see signs of that, then that can progress to where the implant can fail. And then ultimately that needs to be either redone or... Uh, grafted back up
0: again. So So about how many times a year should a patient uh, go back for a checkup?
1: Uh, Usually uh, we put them on a 6 month or a four month recall if they're pretty healthy. Um, If they have other issues uh, that were previously present, uh, meaning they had a history of periodontal disease or they have current periodontal disease around other areas that are not close to the implant, then we will see them on a more frequent basis, usually around every three months or so, uh, just to make sure that the implants are not being affected by anything else that's going on
0: in their mouth. And of course, would this be something they can get taken care of? Because you said there's another dentist in your office as far as like a routine cleaning and they
1: absolutely, yeah. So all the all the routine cleanings and hygiene visits um, can be done um, right through our same office space with our other uh, doctor in place, who's who does all the general dentistry and has a hygiene department that can uh, routinely check. Uh, to see if there's any issues with the with the implants themselves.
0: What does it take to take care of implants, and is there a lot of upkeep or maintenance? You know, like sure. That? Uh, once
1: the tooth is restored, if we're talking about a single tooth, you know they can brush and uh, maintain. Uh, they can maintain the tooth just like they would a, n- a natural tooth right next to it, meaning they can brush and floss in between it, just as they would uh, with a natural set of teeth. The main thing we tell them is that uh, if it's a single tooth, then you should not treat it any differently than the adjacent teeth or the rest of the teeth that are natural teeth, whether they have a cap or a filling or a crown or whatever it may be. Uh, we still recommend, if you can, floss between them, floss between them, and then brush you know, after every meal um, and just take care of it the way you normally would in a natural tooth.
0: Dr. that we actually do have a question from, coincidentally, someone in the studio. They said, uh, I've seen some of my friends who have been wearing dentures for a while. I've noticed that they seem to age faster. Is that due to bone loss? Can implants prevent bone loss uh, so my face won't sag?
1: Yes, absolutely. So most people who wear dentures have had all their teeth pulled, obviously. And when they take the dentures out, they have that sagging in or that sunken in look. And that causes patients to look a lot older than they typically are. Um, And so the benefits of implants is that they do preserve bone once they're placed in the jaw bones. And so you won't get any more bone loss around uh, the implants as long as they're maintaining it and letting us uh, keep the hygiene up on them. And so once the implants are placed in the bone, they kind of mimic the roots of teeth that used to be in the bone and so the body thinks that there's no more need to keep resorbing that bone away. Mm-hmm. And so once we activate those implants by putting a set of teeth on them, it puts enough pressure inside the bone to let the body know that we should keep this bone available in this area, so that you know he can he or she can chew with. Uh,
0: the so, teeth. so what you're saying is that uh, our teeth are pretty much holding up our the skin to our face.
1: Correct. Yeah. So once we put you know a set of teeth back, that's Usually, the bulk that comes from the denture is what gives that protrusion out back to give to to fill the face back up. And so, what we're able to do with a set of dentures or even a set of implant dentures is allow that bulk to come back in, so the lips get pushed back out, and it feels like a normal set of teeth and gums uh, that are being replaced.
0: And so, what if uh, what if someone's pretty active, like? Um when, when they put, like playing sports are they always going to be curious about their teeth potentially falling out like say if I got implants what I have to worry about that
1: no so that's the beauty of uh, procedures like the all on four uh, is that you can have a permanent set of teeth that you don't have to worry about falling in or out or even moving around for that matter um, they are permanently secured onto the implants to where they do not move uh, and if they do move uh, there could be several reasons for that and you Give us a call, and we would get you back in to see what's going on. But they're designed to pretty much be functionally uh, stable, so that you can eat and chew whatever you want without feeling any movement on mm-hmm. the on those teeth.
0: Yeah, because I, I know there's. We live in Austin. Everyone loves their chips and quesos. So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, it, it allows my patients to pretty much go back and eat anything and everything they were able to eat when they had a whole natural set of teeth um, before they had to have them all pulled
0: out. Uh, so we're saying like stuff like, you know, like I just said, chips, um, what corn on the cob. Corn on the cob, steak, <laughs> yeah.
1: pretty much all things that were off their menus uh, while they had to deal with dentures or partials. Uh, they're able to get back on to eating all those foods without fear of having things moving around or pinching or hurting or anything like that.
0: Again, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ask the Experts right here on Talk 1370, and we're sitting down with Dr. Bavesh Bhakta with the Central Texas Implant Center. Dr. Bhakta, can you let our listeners know why people choose dental implants?
1: Well, it's, uh, it's definitely a quality of life issue. Um, if you've suffered from wearing dentures, then you would understand the quality of life that you gain by getting dental implants. And so um, what I can tell patients is that... Um, the people that, who come in seeking dental implant options are typically ones that know they don't want to deal with a removable prosthesis that will lower their quality of life. And as we discussed, they don't want to deal with a prosthesis that comes in or out or is loose or that could potentially come out while they're speaking or eating uh, and cause an embarrassing situation. Mm-hmm. And so they are interested in options that are more permanent and secure that would allow them to forget that they even had this procedure done, if you will, and acts completely natural, like a tooth, like a natural tooth would.
0: So it's it's more of peace of mind. Exactly, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so what is the process for getting a dental implant?
1: So there's different ways of doing it depending on, you know, what we're doing. If we're replacing a single tooth, for instance, the process would be uh, we would put the dental implant in the area where the, where the tooth is missing, as long as there's sufficient bone. And then we give that implant about four months to fully heal around the bone before we put a tooth on top of that implant. And during those four months, the patient can go to the general dentist and have several different ways of having a temporary tooth in place uh, while the implant heals. And then once it's fully healed, that dentist will then be able to put a permanent tooth back onto the implant and the patient should not then notice any difference. And then the difference between a single tooth and when we do an entire set of teeth is that uh, we can actually give you back an entire set of teeth in one day, whereas with a single tooth, we typically wait till the implant is healed to put a tooth back on the implant. And the reason for that is if we're doing an entire mouthful of implants, then we're typically putting in anywhere from four to six implants across the entire jawbone And then that kind of acts as a uh, way of spreading all the forces out uh, when a person does have to eat or chew. And we still limit what they eat or chew by telling them to be in a very soft diet. Mm -hmm. But it allows us to basically give them back a set of teeth immediately in one day um, that are screwed onto the implants that they don't have to deal with coming in or out or even moving around at that point.
0: Um, now, we have a few minutes before the break. Um, I, I want to ask you, what are the chances of a implant failure?
1: Sure. Well, just like anything in life, nothing is guaranteed except death and taxes, uh, as, this, as the saying goes. Um, so there is certainly an opportunity or uh, a chance for dental implants to fail as well. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, the, su- the studies have shown success rates in the high 90s. So if we do this properly um, to the way the studies have now shown to to favorably make this a a lifetime procedure, then we can certainly take that risk down to as close to zero as possible. Um, But what I would say is even for someone who's starting out in implants and learning about it, their failure rates are not going to be quite that high compared to other procedures in general dentistry. So I can say basically with confidence that Anywhere from 90 to 100% is going to be your success rates if you're getting into implants. And the more you've done them, the more you've educated yourself, the more experience you get, the closer you will find yourself getting to that 100% mark.
0: Dr. Bhavesh Bhakta with the Central Texas Implant Center. We're going to step aside for our final break, but don't go anywhere. We have one more segment coming up right here on Ask the Experts on Talk 1370. 1370. And you're tuned in to ask the experts right here on talk 1370 i want to thank you again for sticking with us throughout the show today we're sitting down with dr babesh bhakta with the central texas implant center if anything that we've spoken about so far has piqued an interest with you please feel free to contact dr bhakta and his team through their website, centraltexasimplants.com. Again, that's centraltexasimplants.com. Or you can give them a call, 512-456-9041. Again, that's 512-456-9041. Dr. Bhakta, would you let our listeners know more about teeth in a day advertisements?
1: Sure. Uh, I'm sure everyone has seen all those advertisements on uh, TV about come in and get everything done in one day. And while most of that is true, uh, there needs to be a little bit more uh, education uh, or more information put out there as to exactly what that entails. And so um, I can tell you basically uh, from my from my office standpoint, what we do when we do teeth in a day is uh, we get the patient in earlier in the morning and then we able to take out all their teeth and put the implants in their jaws And then start making a a set of teeth that we will attach that will function as a temporary set of teeth. And usually this process takes uh, from start to finish, um, once they come into the office to when they leave, takes about four hours um, on average. So what we will do is usually start with the patient's surgery early in the morning. And then we will start making their set of teeth once the surgery is complete. And once the teeth are completed, we seat the teeth onto the implants and we tell the patient that these teeth will not move around on them. They will be completely or permanently attached in the sense the patient cannot take them out. Only I can take them out, Um, but they're not meant to function. And so that's the bigger difference that the commercials won't tell you is that the teeth are more of a temporary set of teeth for you to smile and walk around and talk with, not so much to function with. And so until the implants have fully healed, I ask the patients maintain a very soft diet just like they would when they had their original dentures or non-functional teeth that did not allow them to eat half the foods they wish they could.
0: And so having said that, is dental implant surgery painful?
1: Certain ones, such as doing a teeth in a day procedure, um, are going to have a pain associated with it. Uh, just like any surgery would. But we tend to do, uh, we follow certain protocols that minimize the amount of pain a patient will experience post-operatively. And so uh, with that said, we've done single-tooth procedures where the patient does not even feel any pain. Uh, They're able to go back to doing routine things the next day Mm -hmm. to where uh, patients who have had a full mouth uh, full of implants placed are usually out maybe a day or two, uh, maybe two two three days at tops uh, before they're able to go back uh, to work.
0: And how long does it take to put in a dental implant?
1: Uh, it all varies, again, depending on what the bone is or what the each case uh, has its own variables. And so typically if all the factors line up, uh, it takes about 20 minutes to 30 minutes to do a single tooth implant in my office. Uh, if we're talking about doing, like I mentioned, teeth in a day, uh, we take about two hours for the surgery and another two hours for the teeth. So we give that patient about a four or five hour uh, uh, scheduling time on our on our schedule mm-hmm. when we do a bigger procedure like that.
0: And so, as far as like the recovery process, um, you said going back to normal, but you know, there's a lot of people out there that may smoke. Does smoking affect dental implants?
1: Absolutely. Uh, we tell patients if they can quit smoking, their chances of healing only increases uh, by not smoking. And so, uh, there's alternatives that we can uh, put them on, such as nicotine patches or uh, chewing gum uh, with nicotine. Um, that would help uh, than actual smoking itself. And so, uh, what we tell patients is that if you choose to smoke, that risk that you're putting on of having an impact failure is all on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you want this to work out the way it predictably can work out then we ask you to minimize all the chances of it failing by giving it the best chance to heal. And that's usually without smoking for at least the four or five months while it takes
0: to heal. What is it about, um, I guess, cigarettes that really ruin the healing process?
1: Uh, Well, just any time you're burning a cigarette, there's so many carcinogens and so many different things in the smoke itself that there's been hundreds of studies that show hundreds of different chemicals that inhibit the body's ability to heal. And so that's why we recommend if you can't stop smoking, then you at least try to go to a nicotine patch or a chewing gum to where you eliminate a lot of those chemicals in the smoke itself that enable you to or that inhibit you to heal properly. Um, And so the, the major issue with smoking is that it's not just the nicotine. There's also other Mm-hmm. chemicals in the smoke that are much more harmful uh, to the body's ability to heal.
0: Well, especially now since everything you explained, it's a little more exposed. Right, right.
1: And with it being, with our surgery site being directly in the mouth, that's exactly where the smoke hits first. And mm-hmm. so you're, you're basically just exposing everything directly to cigarette smoke. Um, whereas if you had, you know, a leg surgery, it's still advised that you don't smoke, but you're not directly smoking onto the... You right, leggings. There's no things. orifice on your exactly, leg. Yeah. exactly,
0: yeah. Um, so um, let's let's talk about this. Um, you you said a lot of patients get to go back to normal routine mm-hmm. and stuff, but you know some of the some of the other surgeries that you do, would they require time off?
1: So yes, just like if you were to get a bigger procedure, like a te- teeth in a day type of procedure, um, we do tell the patients that if you are going to get swelling, you could get swelling for up to three days. So if you are one of those patients that ends up getting a lot of swelling, then make sure you don't have a speaking engagement or you know a wedding or something like that to go to within the next week or so, so that you're able to take some time off to heal and then get back to being able to, to do what you need to do. Um, typically, that's the max is 72 hours mm-hmm. that we tell patients that, that you'll have some experience with some uh, discomfort and swelling. But uh after seventy two hours is when the when all of that starts to diminish.
0: I've had uh I think one cavity filled in one time and I had to come in here and record a show and it did not go well because <laughs> of how swollen my lip was from right. that procedure. Right. Um it was hilarious though, so I would add that. <laughs> so uh we got a few more questions here before we wrap things up. Um I think I may have asked you this, but we can touch again briefly. Are dental implants safe?
1: Absolutely. They're proven to be safe compared to when they first were introduced into dentistry. Back in the 60s and 70s, there was a a pretty big community that felt the implants were just completely taboo and they were not safe and anyone placing implants in their patients were harming their patients. And so thanks to those dentists who actually stuck with it uh, and did all the studies, it's now proven and is now the last line of options that we have in dentistry to replace missing teeth. And so not only are they safe, they're the pretty much last stop, if you will, of of things that we have in our book our bag of tricks, if you will, of replacing teeth. Uh, and so th- it's gone from being completely taboo to being the only way to restore teeth with patients who have no other
0: options left. Now, I know every uh, price tag would be different about this, but how expensive are dental implants?
1: Right. Uh, everyone has their own price. You'll Google search this and you'll find, you know, offices that are doing it for hundreds of dollars. And then there's offices doing it for tens of thousands of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. So I can't give you a price range. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we can tell you is that doing a dental I- implant procedure is going to be relatively about the same cost as doing some other type of general dentistry procedures, such as crowns or bridges. And so with that said, there's far more advantages to doing the dental implant than doing these those other procedures at the same cost. And that's where I tell patients, if you're willing or if you're interested in getting implant options done, it does come with the price Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. It does come with a price tag, but those price the the purpose of that price tag is that it gives you a lot more positives compared to the other options that are available in in general dentistry.
0: And you mentioned briefly that uh, Medicare is something that your office incorporates, but like, does insurance pay for dental implant surgery?
1: So more uh, more and more dental insurances are covering dental implant surgeries. Um, but the problem with dental insurance is, as any dentist will be able to tell you, they're not very fair in their reimbursement prices. Mm-hmm. And that's where I've seen a, uh, a difference in Medicare. And that's why I don't take any dental insurances per se, but we do take Medicare. And so uh, with Medicare, like I mentioned, if there is a medical necessity and you do qualify uh, with a certain plan, then we're able to get usually three, four times what a dental insurance company would pay For the dental implant and it without having the additional cost to the patient uh, or a copay or anything like that
0: and again just time for one last question uh, before we wrap things up but dental implants are they noticeable
1: again if if done properly no they should not be noticeable Uh, the purpose of doing dental implants is to give you back teeth that look natural and function like a natural set of teeth would so if at any point you're able to discern a implant tooth from a natural tooth, then either the surgeon or the restorative dentist could not accomplish uh, to the fullest extent what could be possible if done properly.
0: Again, uh, Dr. Bhakta, I want to thank you again for coming on the program and letting our listeners know everything that they need to know about dental implants and dental implant surgery. Thank you. Uh, to get a hold of Dr. Bhavesh Bhakta and his team, you can reach him at again that's 512-456-9041 you can visit their website centraltexasimplants.com that about wraps it up for this episode of ask the experts uh feel free to check out our website talk1370.com slash experts to catch up on all of our past shows i'm your host matt alvarez i want to thank you for joining us on the program and i hope you'll tune in again next week